Welcome, everyone, to the Rest of Us podcast, a show that highlights those that are doing great things in their community. My name is Rob Adams, and I'll be your host. Today, we have Bob Caldwell, who is a part of the Caldwell Family Foundation and Chatworks AI. We're glad to have him on and hope that he inspires you to do great things in your own community. So without any further ado, welcome to the Rest of Us podcast. All right, Bob, thanks for being with us this morning. Sure, appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's great to be here in the beautiful uh, Keller Williams Studios. <laughs> Keller Williams Studios in downtown Anaheim. In downtown Anaheim. <laughs> oh, that's cool. funny. Well, Bob, um, the reason that I got you on the show, a couple a couple of reasons, is last year I met you at the Shrimp Boil. You came yep. in, and um, you were a huge support for the charity last year, and I was inspired um, to have you come on the show and talk a little bit about um, your background and where you're going with uh, a couple of these different um, opportunities that you have. So you ready to go? Oh, yeah, sure. Hit, hit me. Hit me with your rhythm stick. Let's go. <laughs> the rhythm stick. This is going to be a great podcast. I got to tell you, so far, it's my favorite one. And we have how many podcasts? Sorry, eighth one, I think. Ten? Nine? Nine. Got a bunch of podcasts coming out, so we've got some stuff happening. Lucky number nine. Lucky number nine. So, Bob, tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how'd you get into this, the, 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 the mix? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, originally from the East Coast, uh, came out for a two-year gig to Salt Lake uh, 25 years ago. Uh, and like everyone else, you, you can't help but fall in love with the community and the mountains and what a great place it is. And, uh, you know, we've been very fortunate that over those 25 years have built and sold a couple of companies and found ourselves in a in a, a great situation where we had, uh, uh, you know, had a, had some, some wonderful liquidity events. And uh, as part of that, we formed the Caldwell Family Foundation, where we viewed it as really our obligation to give back. Um, I know, love that. So it's, it's, it's a funny thing. You know, we, we, we have all hit the genetic lotto, right? We, we're, we're born in the United States in this time and this place. And, and um, you know, it really puts us in a position to be successful, which also gives us the requirement to give back. That's kind of how we look at it. I totally believe that. Yeah, so it's, it's been really good. You know, the more I travel, Bob, the more I realize that's true. Oh, yeah. Um, we really do live in a great place, and there's just nothing but opportunity here for you if you roll up your sleeves and get to it. Well, you know, despite all the turmoil politically happening, suggesting that somehow we're, we're you know, in this horrible place, we have nearly full employment. We have the highest level of participation by every conceivable subset of the population that's ever happened in the United States. We've got great opportunities to grow. And uh, what it really then is, okay, how do, how, do we, how do we now make a difference in the lives where we can make a difference? Right? Exactly. Let's, let's focus in. And, and even in, in times of great prosperity, there's still some significant needs. And I think you guys have done something amazing with Thanksgiving Heroes where you look at you know, Salt Lake, which has one of the most booming economies in the nation. I think we were ranked number one and number two by Forbes uh, just recently. We still have pockets of poverty. That's right? exactly and, right. And, and um, you know, it's, it's it, it, oddly enough, one of, the, one of the most destitute places we have. There's a, a little subsection of Park City, which is known as one of the, you know, a rich, wealthy enclave. But it's all the, the, the workers who support the restaurants and the maids and other folks. They still have a lot of problems there. And so the ability to, to bring resources to bear and to take the, the wealth and the opportunity and the connections and the, the, the things that we've all been able to, to achieve through hard work and, 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 you know, a little bit of luck or sometimes a lot of luck. A lot of luck. Makes, <laughs> makes a difference. So that's kind of how we approach it. So when we founded Caldwell Family Foundation, we, we founded it on three things. Kids, cans, and cancer, right? Kids, let's give uh, underprivileged youth an alternative educational opportunity wherever we can. Cans, let's feed those kids, right? Because the single biggest detriment to, to driving success uh, in the uh, 
um, K through K through eighth grade uh, levels is really hunger. Right? That's right. Uh, you see kids that that you know they, they don't get they don't get three squares a day unless they get them at school. Right. Uh, and then cancer, um, you know, as a tribute to my father who, who passed of cancer, we, we uh, uh, really help support can- the families of cancer victims and innovative cancer treatments. And so the net result is that we've um, focused our attention on how can we drive what we call leverage. Right. And what that means is how can we put a dollar in and get three dollars of benefit out back to the charities that we support. And that's uh, really worked out well for us. So whether it's, it's you know, putting money into innovative educational projects, the one we, one we did was really interesting. It was um, at-risk high school kids who did not graduate for non-academic reasons. So these were kids that were homeless or part of an abusive family relationship or stuck in a, a famili- familial situation who had, that had um, uh, you know, drug or, or addiction issues. Um, so they, it wasn't that they didn't have the intellectual talent to graduate. They were just stuck in this horrible life circumstance. They were disrupted. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we funded a program uh, to get those kids over the line uh, to graduate. And I think we ended up graduating 21 or 22 of them. No kidding. Um, wow. And it cost us, uh, you know, something on the order of, of uh, about $2,000 per uh, kid to get them across the line to get the yeah. get them graduated. But when you look at the the benefits of graduating high school, uh, they're phenomenal, right? The the average non high school graduate costs society something like two hundred seventy two thousand dollars. Wow! Right. So over the course of the li- their lifetime, they're likely to create that amount of societal burden, whether it's through. Um, uh, uh, you know, welfare or food stamps or WIC or, or incarceration mm-hmm. or the cost of helping push those, those folks through. So, you know, we look at that and say we put in $2,000 and, and we got out at $272,000 in benefit. We got wow. roughly, a you know, uh, whatever, 130 to 1 on the Return, money, yeah. right? So, it, you know, obviously we don't individually or organizationally get that benefit, but in terms of driving success and and that's worked really, really well for us. And I think that's also how we got involved with Thanksgiving Heroes. We look at, at what you guys have done and what the, the, uh, that charity has done to go from feeding a couple of hundred to a couple of thousand families uh, is just spectacular. And, and it really is that whole concept of leverage that is, has driven it forward. And I have to say, I, I chuckled last year when the New England Patriots, you know, multiple, multiple Super Bowl champions, touted the fact that they were able to feed 300 families Right. Way to and go. Way to go. Way to go. You know, <laughs> that, that is so great. That, that's awesome. That is spectacular. That yeah. is that it really is good. But I, I look at it and go, you know, uh, you know, a, a couple of nut jobs from Salt Lake City can feed thousands of people. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you know, now you're driving leverage. Now you're driving success. Now you're now you're bringing to common together one plus one plus one makes one hundred and eleven. Right. So right. That's, that's that's kind of how we approach it. Very good. So, Bob, let me ask you, contribution at a high level is something that um, is either learned or something that you kind of just have in your heart as you're growing up. Where did your level of contribution come from? Oh, you know, um, I, I was imbued with the, the, the hard work ethic um, uh, from an early age, partly because it was required. You know, I, I held a job, never took a spring break or summer vacation from the time I think I was 13 or 14. I was working. And so I just sort of learned to work. Right. And um, as part of that, you also learn to recognize those that need a helping hand and, and those that that you can give a, a bit of help to. And um, that made a huge difference. And, you know, my, my father was was heavily involved in various uh, charities back in uh, beautiful Salisbury, Maryland, where I'm from, down there on Eastern Shore. Um, <laughs> the shore. It, it, down there on the shore, man, we get some oysters. <laughs> well, good time. The. Um, 
but you know that that got us started, and then and then it, it became a, a passion, and really my wife Lisa um, helped drive that forward as we became um, you know I would say moderately successful. You know, she said, "Look, we're we're gonna we're gonna do everything we can to help because, you know, if you if you if you look at the statistics, right? If you sit back and look at the things that make a difference in in the likelihood of people being successful in in the world, it's really pretty simple: stay in school, get married, um, have have children, and, and work hard in those children. Be involved in your community and your church, and stay married. If you do those things, you will not statistically be." poverty stricken can't happen right I mean it's 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 kind of nuts um, it's a pretty simple formula um, and you know we look at it and go not everybody can get there that's great so how do we step in and make a difference and I think we were probably most inspired by um, our daughter who came to us uh, when she was in high school and said I want to do um, a, uh, a a program that she called caroling for cans she said I want to go Christmas caroling but I want to raise money for the food bank, hmm. right? And we looked at that and said, man, what a great idea because we're teaching kids how to be, you know, volunteers and how right. to get involved sure. and understand yeah. the problem. And so, you know, it was, it was kind of funny. They'd go, they'd go Christmas Carol badly in front of houses, right? Uh, and they had like just, they just had these signs that they showed. So they didn't talk. They just kind of, it was kind of like the uh, uh, Bob Dylan subterranean uh, blues or whatever, where we flipping the signs, right? Yeah. And it would say, you know, hey, we're here. We're raising money for the food bank. It's three three cans to hear us, Carol. It's five cans to hear us stop, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and you know, it's like a dueling so piano, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and, and it worked. It worked well. They ra- they raised a couple of tons of food as high school kids. Wow. And so, we sort of latched onto that, and then and then said, look, every time we can, let's find. Let's find charitable uh, ventures that that fit with our our uh, mission statement. And let's see how we can drive them forward, whether it's, it's by bringing the right people in the room to help donate or, 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 or giving advice on how to position uh, stuff or, for that matter, underwriting the cost of an event, which is what we do with the two big events that I think we're here to talk about. That's exactly right. I think um, when I first met you, uh, if I could say as well as I know you because we go way back, mm. um, your, your secret power is getting the right people in the room. It makes a difference. I think it's 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 a combination of things. We we always look at it, and and you know this is why I, I love when we met at the shrimp boil. Why I'm like, okay, I like these guys. We're we're going to get along just fine, right? Which is, um, you know, it, it's great to bring people together, and it's fantastic to tell a story that tugs at your heartstrings, and and that's important. But at the end of the day, we are a community. Let's have fun together, and let's celebrate the success that we're trying to drive forward for those who we're trying to help. Um, and you know it's not a bad thing to have a damn good time. Right? Not a bad thing <laughs> you know, at all. Uh, you know, you guys had a band and a shrimp boil. Man, that was one of the best parties I've been to in a long time. And it, thank you. It, it makes it easy when you're having a great time. It makes it easy for people to stick around. It makes it easy for them to get involved. And whether it's donating time or money or or in kind goods, those are the things that make a difference. That's right. right? Um, you know, we've all been to, to fundraisers for really really valuable charities, and you, you kind of walk out going, "Oh my gosh," you know, I didn't have very much fun there. Right. And I, I always want to be uplifted. It's, it's not just about, you know, the, the, the being uplifted in your spirit because you're making a difference in other people's lives. It's about, well, we ought to have a good time, too. Like, you know, we, we, we get a certain amount of time on this merry-go-round. Let's enjoy it. That's oh, yeah. Right. Well, I got to tell you, uh, before we go to our commercial break, the uh, fall event that we had last year, um, it was the same day as the big day. 
Um, we went to that event in the evening and I was exhausted. I was so tired after schlepping all those turkeys and um, over 61,000 pounds of food delivered to families across the That is spectacular. The valley. And I was so I went in there just, okay, I'm going to go to this party. And Stay then I ended up having home. a great time. I danced. I was out there partying, talking to people. Bob was wearing a wig and um, I'm bidding on a David Bowie guitar. David Bowie <laughs> guitar was going on. Now that was a party. That was so much fun. And I went there in such a place of just exhaustion and the energy was so high. It's an event that I'm going to go to probably for the rest of my life as long as you're having them. Well, yeah, I mean, we're super excited. That's uh, I think it was our sixth or seventh year we've done that. And it was started by some guys that wanted to support uh, a friend who uh, had a, a daughter who was uh, fighting cancer and headed to St. Jude. And so it started as a fundraiser for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And it's morphed to continue to support that amazing charity, but also to support Thanksgiving Heroes because we decided, hey, it's it's great to, to send money um, to support uh, the folks in Memphis, Tennessee, where, where uh, uh, St. Jude's based. But I think it's important to keep some of that money here in the Valley. And so, um, you know, we, we just look at it and say, we're going to have a great party. We're going to have great things that you can bid on. So like everything you could buy, you know, we, we are really focused on making it something you actually want to buy. Not like I feel sorry that no one's bid on the, you know. This item. The bird yeah. feeder. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, whatever. Oh. Uh, um, there and, was a David Bowie guitar. Yeah, there was, was a, there? There was, um, there was a signed guitar by, uh, was it? Was it ACDC or Rolling was it Stones? Stones. Stones. Rolling Stones, Stones. and ACDC guitars yeah. were there. We did, uh, we had... Um, um, you know, we had some, some amazing sports memorabilia items, you know, some signed Masters flags by Jack Nicholas and Arnold, Arnold Palmer and Gary Player. We had. How about uh, that trip? There was a trip to uh, the um, University of Utah or some playoffs. Oh, or yeah. Was it? it was with the go with the Utah to the uh, one of the bowl the games. Bowl yeah. Games. Oh, yeah. You could get. That's right. We had we had both the uh, the Rose Bowl package uh, where you yeah. could go to the Rose Bowl and one where you could go to the Alamo Bowl. Um, uh, and uh, the Tostitos Alamo Bowl, I think. Yeah. yeah, and so it was a, it was it was a great time. And you know, we really focus on and and I kind of you talk about how we tripped into to something special. Um, five years ago, I think. Um, you know, I was the MC. I'd been nominated to be the MC mostly because I'm shameless and not afraid to make an ass of myself. Right? And Which hysterical. Is, well, you know, I mean, it, it comes when you when you don't care. Like you know, like, as long as you know, it's nothing pejorative. You just want to have fun, right? Um, it, it makes it really easy. And, and one of the, the uh, folks said, hey, listen, would you put on this coconut bra on this grass skirt? And I'm like, if it raises money for kids with cancer, yeah, whatever, right? Nah. And so I went out with that, and then it became a little bit of a theme. So each year I've, I've come out as an oh, MC. So that wasn't just last year? No, no. Okay. So I, the next year I, I think I did Elvis one year, um, which I never understood the power of a jumpsuit till I put one on, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, wow, there's, there's I wore it the rest of the night. Like a lot of times I come out of costume, I'm like, oh, hell no, this, this is, is awesome. This is good stuff. Yeah, you know, the, <laughs> I end up buying one from my closet. I'm like, yeah, just, just in case on Tuesday I want to get uh, that's crazy. Right. I better go shopping. Right? <clears throat> Bob's over mowing the lawn in his jumpsuit again. <laughs> exactly. uh, I did. I did that, and then we did uh, one year. We did um, uh, uh, costume inception. So I started as as Ted from the movie Ted. You know, right? Which is kind of liberating to have a giant Ted outfit and a tux on to, to uh, uh, you know be able to holler at people. And then inside, I was a six foot. Uh, pink bunny rabbit, um, <laughs> you know, sort of it did that. And then, um, oh my gosh. Oh, Carmen Miranda. I did a Carmen Miranda whole thing with a fruit thing on my head and very nice, which, you know, I, you know, and then I, I, uh, this past year I started as Richard Simmons, 
which was its own thing. It right. Point, I, can't, I can't unsee that. Can't unsee that. <laughs> and, then, and then I finished his flash dance. And I just want to let everyone know, and when you're listening out there, when, you, when you're thinking about, like, hey, I'm going to go to this party as a, this costume, and you look at yourself in the mirror and you go, oh, that looks pretty good. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> you are wrong. Well, Bob, we are going to cut to our commercial break. And then when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the schedule for these awesome events that we're going to be hosting this year, um, what we're hoping to achieve, and maybe a little bit of technology that um, can help other charities along the way. So sure. you ready for that? Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks. All right. Thank you for tuning into the Rest of Us podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Bowen Adams Real Estate Team. If you're looking to hire a real estate ninja, thinking about selling, thinking about buying, don't hesitate to give us a call. Look forward to talking to you soon. Welcome back to the Rest of Us podcast. We have Bob Caldwell here with Rob Adams. So, Bob, we were just talking before we jumped on air, and apparently Rob didn't know this, but do you remember the time when um, I almost kicked you out of the shrimp boiler last year? <laughs> yeah, we were, that was kind of funny. I walk in, and, you know, I, um, I uh, you know, just had my glass of iced tea with me, uh, you know, so it was, it was delicious, nutritious. Uh, so I'm walking around with my Yeti, and uh, you, you came up, you're like, excuse me, sir, you need, you need to leave. And I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> Uh, okay. All right. That, that's option A. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's talk about let's, options B, C, or D. Review right? some things. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was that harsh, but go on. No, no. Like you know, you can't. You came in with your with your high kicking boots, and you know, you're like, God, you must leave the premises. Verboten. <laughs> now no, 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 we 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 do live in Utah, and uh, there are some strict rules on what you're allowed to how you're allowed to. Uh, to operate and you were operating within those rules so i, I think you, yeah, you and it wasn't even me the the bartender said hey that guy over there brought in his own alcohol and i said well how do you know it's alcohol and he said i don't but you can't bring drinks in so that's when i went over to and i was like hey, just buddy. so we're all on the same page because i'm sure the utah abc is listening uh i brought in my own yeti which i filled with uh drinks that i purchased inside the event yeah. so i did not bring in my own alcohol. it was a misunderstanding yeah, it's, it's okay it worked out fine and you know what it's one of those <laughs> You know, it's, it's sort of like Three's Company. There's that big misunderstanding that leads to a great relationship afterwards. So well, I remember telling our friend Terry. I'm Chrissy said, Summers, just so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chrissy, so yeah. I'm Mrs. Roper. <laughs> I was telling our friend Terry, I said, I, I didn't realize that that's the guy that you were talking about. She was telling me about you like a week before. You got to meet this guy. This guy's super connected. And then I almost kick you out of the event. That's all right. You know, sometimes Bowen. that's taking take it it's to a good the story. It's no worries. You know what? Sometimes the best relationships start in the craziest of ways. So I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you tried to, you know, bootjack me out of the joint. <laughs> you know, I felt like you were going to hit me in the back of the head with a little wood shampoo. Our biggest sponsor. Right. <laughs> trying yeah. to kick out. He's got his Meet my lead bar. That'll be uh, <laughs> one of those games you play where you tell two truths and a lie. That'll be one that I'll use and no one will ever guess that. There, there no one will ever guess that one. So we wanted to get back to some of these amazing events that are just around the corner. And when I say just around the corner, this year is flying by. Can you believe that we're rolling into March already? It's going so quick. And so as we head in, uh, we have a summer event um, at the Hidden, Va Hidden Valley. Is that right? Or yeah, are we so going? Yeah, traditionally we've, we do a, a summer concert. Um, it's associated with the Hidden Valley Country Club Men's uh, Member Guest Tournament. Um, so we put a concert on in the parking lot, which doesn't sound that amazing to you realize that we had Don Felder, who was a founding member of the Eagles wow, and, and wow. wrote Hotel California. So to have him standing on stage facing the mountains with the sun oh, setting awesome. in the background, playing Hotel California. The song on, he wrote. That he wrote wow. on, a on a double neck guitar. 
uh, you know, just couldn't be better. Then we had CCR, uh, Creedence Clearwater uh, Revisited. We had to say oh, Revisited because yeah. uh, Fogarty wasn't there. But we had two more Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. Uh, and this past year, we had um, uh, what's called California Transit Authority, but it was the founding members of Chicago. Wow. They were actually more Chicago, I think, than Chicago is. You know, technically, all these old bands, you know, <laughs> right. they, they move, they change all their folks. But again, uh, two more Rock and Roll Hall of Famers on stage. Um, you know, playing the greatest hits. And so, you know, you, you just have a bunch of people having a great time dancing the night away. And then we typically will have a, a combination of a uh, one or two auction items and a paddle raise. Um, you know, this year I think we, we ended up raising uh, some uh, seventy five or $77,000 for the comp combined charities. We wrote, I think, a $40,000 check to, to uh, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and I think a $35,000 check to, right to uh, Thanksgiving Heroes. Um, and so, you know, we look at it and say, look, you know, we, I, I always, I always say, you know, cause I end up, they, they, somehow they always give me the mic. I don't understand why, it, you know, it's like, well, he's going to take it anyway, I guess. I don't <laughs> he's going to do it anyway. <laughs> Let's just get to it. But you know, it's like, look, we, we live in a time and a place where we're blessed and, and our biggest worry is did we make that four foot putt today? And there's people who are fighting cancer or fighting hunger. And, you know, all you have to do is take, you know, a couple of lattes out of your pocket. Right. right. You know, and it was funny. I was at an event recently and I, and I said, you know, I said, look, you know, we can all sit there. But as it turns out, it, it's very difficult to eat likes on uh, on Facebook. You know, you a couple of thumbs up really don't do much. Right. Yeah, I mean, what, what does do something is give me your time. Give me give me your energy. Give me your money. Right. And 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 when you when you. Uh, drive those things forward you can start to make a difference to other folks and there's nothing more fulfilling than helping others um, I love that something um, that I have noticed since I've started Thanksgiving's Heroes is how many people are looking for an opportunity to actually serve in the community there there you you ask the question hey we need your help um, open your pockets and people are just like oh okay I can do that in fact I've wanted to find a reason to do that oh and you've done a phenomenal job with that and I think I think what's even more important and, and I think what struck me as, as the most powerful thing about Thanksgiving uh, heroes was was not the money right it was the fact that you had hundreds of people that showed up at 4.30 in the morning or something. 4.30 yeah, in the morning. 4.30 in the morning. Just yeah. to unload. Uh, just to unload and, and help reload and, and box food up. And, and what was was really awesome was that you had entire high school teams and, and clubs and groups of people that were coming and taking advantage of the opportunity to do something and, and sort of uniformly. Every one of those uh, people came back and said, what a great experience. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. and those that actually uh, went and delivered the food you know, we, we, I talked to kids that came back, you know, almost crying, right? They're like, hey, I never realized that, you know, A, how lucky I am to yeah. be in the situation I am, even if they're, you know, middle class or upper middle class. Um, uh, but then more importantly, that other folks were suffering like this. What else can we do? Right. And to, so to see that um, really becomes powerful. I mean, at our, at our November event, you had the entire University of Utah men's lacrosse team came out to help drive that. Men's and women's. I want to give the women's team uh, the credit. They, they, they were there. They were there uh, to, to help be volunteers uh, to make it easier to go raise money for, for these two amazing charities. So, again, um, when, you, when you start to get the young kids involved, um, you're starting to build that lifetime of giving, that lifetime of volunteerism. Sure. You guys both came from that background. I like what you're doing now. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's we we got you know again lottery ticket. That's it's, right. We hit well, it. I got to tell you, uh, one of the things, one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about um, doing the things that I've done, and, and what I'm hearing you say is, it's more important to um, show than it is to say. These kids, they get told a lot of things. In fact, they're hearing stuff 
every day, all day long. And until they get out and actually see where the rubber hits the road and they see how blessed they are and they start asking that question, what else can I do? That's when you really start to see changes in people. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's, it's, it's funny um, you say that. I was at an event last night. We, we, we support law enforcement here locally and the Draper uh, police had their annual banquet. So shout out to the Draper PD. Go Draper. Go Draper. Um, don't speed. Um, <laughs> but uh, one of, one of the uh, speakers talked about his daughter had just been in, in Peru for, for 18 months um, on a you know, kind of a just gone to live there, right? So it wasn't a mission or anything, but uh, had gone to live there, came back. And she was talking about how amazing it was to have flushing toilets, running water, yeah. a grocery store that was full of food, right? Weird, and, right? And, and so, you know, the reality is that when you go to many countries, you're juxtaposed to the, 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 the bounty, the, 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 the cornucopia of things we have here in the United States. But even inside the United States, there's this really disparate uh, um, uh, difference between, uh, you know, folks that are, are literally a couple of miles from each other, right. right? And so to be able to go out to those folks and make a difference and see and understand that, that really has touched the hearts of a lot of young people. And you guys both should be, be incredibly proud of everything you've done. And, and uh, especially, you know, uh, you know, hearing your story is always a tearjerker, right? And, and it, the best part of hearing your story this year, because you, you told it at our, our November event, was it gave me enough time to change into costume, right? <laughs> so it turns out it's not that easy to fit in that thing. So, yeah, yeah. so thank, thanks. No, you, no you, I, I don't mean to make, make light of it. It's, it's a spectacular story, and it makes a, uh, a big difference in, in motivating folks to get involved. Well, I've got to tell you, the event that um, I haven't been to the summer concert, but the event that was held in the fall, and I'm looking forward to the summer concert, the thing that, was, uh, that I look forward to the most is um, a little bit more on what you said, that um, as a community, as a, as a society, I feel like we are a little bit disconnected. I feel like we are um, high, highly aware of what you had for lunch, but I don't know what you're thinking about. I don't know how you're feeling. We're not connecting at that level. And um, when I went to the event this fall, I really felt connected to a lot of people. Everybody was just so friendly, looking people in the eye, shaking hands, making friends. It was a great opportunity to meet with a lot of like-minded people doing good things in the community. Well, that's just it. And, and again, we try to create events where people want to be there, right? It's not like, you know, somebody buys a table and sends their staff, right? right. They want to be there. Not only do they want to be there, we had people going, hey, I, I've got to get a table at this thing because it's, you know, it's a fun party. It's yeah. a great time. And, you know, I think that at this particular event, we had, um, uh, um, you know, the band that played. There, there was a hundred people on the dance floor at eleven o'clock, which doesn't often happen. A in Utah, uh, and and B at, at fundraisers in Utah. No. So to get people to have that much fun and to be excited to be with each other and high fiving and you know you said you were dancing. I would call it rhythmic me move, rhythmically moving across the floor. Yeah. Uh, you know because I'm not a good dancer. Richard either, Simmons. But it, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Um, but again, it, it's really about uh, getting people to connect and and to be be involved, which is kind of crazy how all these worlds collide and and you know i just look at it as an opportunity to uh um uh, you know drive things forward which is kind of how i got involved in in our uh, technology company right it actually comes from from the charitable side well let's shift gears a little bit if you don't mind talk sure. a little bit about um how you came up with this technology and what it actually does yeah so um uh, the, the the company's called chatworks.ai we're right in the middle of a rebranding so by the time this plays plays i think we'll, we'll be chatworks.ai i'll have your link there you go right below here the, on the, the podcast there you go check so it out fu fundamentally we make uh, artificial intelligence chatbots that allow you to text or message or tweet or uh, whatsapp questions and automatically get answers and it's funny the way i got involved i'd sold a couple of companies i was retired you know 
deciding what am I going to do. And I'd, uh, after traveling 40 weeks a year for about 10 years, I was home for six months, and my lovely wife, Lisa, looked at me and told me to go get a damn job. <laughs> right? So go <laughs> do something I love you to get out of the house. It turns out, it turns out you need to not be here. It was really nice when you were gone a lot. Um, so, so anyway, uh, right about that time, um, uh, some folks, uh, some good friends of mine came to me with some, some technology that they were playing with, and and I said, well, wait a minute. Can we use this to, to um, promote and to interact with questions around the event, the, the November event, the uh, Song for St. Jude uh, event we do? And we said, yeah. So we launched it. And so essentially what, what happens is we can push a message out to everybody saying, hey, you know, I'm the, I'm the, a, the bot for this event, the gala bot. If you have a question, ask. And you can ask what time is it, where is it, how do I get there, what do I park, cool. you, know, what, what, you know, what's for sale, what, you know, what, what, what should I wear, um, you know, what's the, you know, where should Uber pick me up or drop me off? Because wow. everybody was being safe. So it answers literally over a million questions. Um, and then the other part that was really interesting is we also said, let's, let's make it available for the silent auction. So what blew me away was within four hours of turning on the system, we had a 42% engagement rate, meaning 42% of the people who were coming to the event were interacting with the bot. Interesting. Which is so that in- was your bot during the? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's our wow, bot. Yeah, cool. So even even forty two percent is a great number statistically. As you guys you guys are looking, you're both marketing guys in the real estate business. Yeah, I'll take 42 percent. But remember, everybody's a couple, mm. right? So it's predominantly couples and partners that are coming to this thing, um, and so they're you know it's not like both of them are going to hit the bot. So when you look at the effective mm. rate, it was in the 75 percent. Um, but then what was really fascinating to me was that you could use the technology to bid on things. So you could type in, you know, hashtag one, two, three, and then it'll come back and that's the signed Arnold Palmer uh, picture. Yeah, I did that. That's yeah. cool. And then I'd get a text five minutes later saying I was outbid and yeah. I could increase my bid on the spot. It was really cool. Wait, yeah, simple and easy. Go ahead. So does it broadcast a message to anyone that's in an area or is it you just tell people to text this number to engage it? You can do it. You have That's what's called discovery and you can get it either way. So typically we push a message out to everyone who's on the registration list, okay. right? And so we say, hey, you know, you're registered. I'm the Galabot. If you have questions ask and then separately you typically will have uh you know hey text this number so if anybody wants to play with it you can text to the number four five four two six and just text the word demo d-e-m-o uh and you can see how a bot works you can ask it questions and it'll give you answers you can ask it how to get there that's a live bot for a fake event but it'll show everybody how it works i love uh, that yeah so anyone can log in they can do that four five four two six and type in demo yep. and they can see how it could work and, and get in and, and look and see if it'll support their charity or event well that yeah that's really just going to show you how the system works but what, what we're doing we're in the process of rolling out technology that'll be available to charities uh, nationally we're working with a couple of big national charities who want to be able to deliver it out uh, we've just been selected as the ai chatbot of an organization called pelotonia which mm-hmm. is a huge cancer a 30,000 uh, person uh, cancer ride in in um, in ohio and they've got wow. six different rides they've got you know a 25 50 75 100k uh, ride and then at the end of every one of them they have a concert and a party and wow. lots of stuff and and so it's it's using the bot to ask questions about your schedule and everything else and so what's what it really is is in every other part of our life, we are Alexified, right? Where mm-hmm. we where we can ask a question and get an answer. You want to know what tight end uh, scored Alexified. the most? Alexified, t- yeah. yeah. The most the most touchdowns. You know, you want to know about Thanksgiving heroes. I can I can type it in and get an answer almost instantly. And, and typically, when you go to an event, especially in the charity world, the moment you get close to that front door, all of that goes away because that information is not e- instantly available. Now right. that doesn't mean the organizer hasn't provided it because they have. They've sent you emails and they've sent you posters and you got all that data, none of which anybody reads. Right? Right. We all do the same thing. It goes in the bin. 
Um, and so now it's just you can ask the question and get the answer in real time. So, you know, the, the company's growing great. We've, we've got, uh, you know, uh, 16, 17 employees now. We've, we're, we're, we're growing rapidly. We're partnering internationally with, with major players. Um, you know, our view is that, you know, in the next – in the next five years, there will be a chatbot everywhere. Yeah. What, what applications do you see most fitting for this other than charities or events? Uh, well, you know, if you, if you look at events, events are kind of a, uh, you know, they pretty broad, it's yeah. a big, big umbrella. So we're certainly doing expos and, and trade shows and, mm-hmm. and conferences. But then you go, we're the, you know, we're the official chatbot of the U- Utah Utes lacrosse team. Oh, nice. So, you know, you can ask a question, when's the next game? Who's that player? Who's got the most points? You know, wh- you know what's, what's, your, what's your clear bag policy at Rice Eccles Stadium, right? Mm-hmm. You know, cool. all of that there. But fundamentally, you say, okay, what about events? Well, it turns out weddings are an event. You know, yeah. there's, there's a wedding. There's two and a half million of them a year. Uh, so are concerts, right? So, Great so, idea. So our graduations, we're going to be the chatbot of NYU uh, graduation ceremony in New York, 30,000 people showing up at Yankee Stadium. Um, and then you say, well, you know, it turns out kind of events are everywhere, and then it's really a customer service bot, right? right. So, yeah. You know, I don't want to spend too much time talking about me. We're here to talk about things far more interesting than me. But I'm pretty uh, interested. It's yeah. pretty cool. Well, <laughs> yeah, how do I invest? Well, you know what? Hey, let, hey, let's let's talk about real estate. So we could put a we could put a bot up on your real estate sign, and someone could text to a number, put a put a code in, and text, and get all the information instantly back. So they could ask the question they want to know. So they could say, "What school is it?" And it's going to pull the data right off the MLS. Cool. Or uh, MLS. Am I using the right yeah. way? And and deliver it back to them um, simply and easily. Right, and so what it allows them to do is to interact with the information they want in real time because you already have all that data, right? right? And the thing that's great for you guys, right, is that you then know who's interacted because you see their number, Love that. right? So um, you know, again, we we think that this technology is going to fundamentally change uh, customer service, and it's about building the conversation that makes sense. So this kind of this kind of dovetails with what you and I, uh, what the three of us have been talking about. Uh, relative to, to charitable giving. It's about building a conversation and building a, uh, an audience that's excited and wants to interact and wants to make a difference. Feel well, connected, be a know, part of it. Feel connected, and you're building community when you're using a chatbot properly, right? When you build a conversation that's easy to have and you can use natural language and you can get exactly what you want, uh, it becomes very powerful. I love that. Well, some good stuff. Um, <clears throat> if you want to check that out, of course, that's chatworks.ai, and again, that demo um, number is 45426. And Bob, I'm so grateful you could spend some time with us today going over the big events. Um, just to recap a little bit, we're going to have the summer event is going to be mid-July, around July 13th. And the fall event is we're shooting for November 16th or earlier. And so stay tuned. Uh, pay attention. I'd like to have you come back and talk a little bit more about the events as they grow closer. Would you be willing to do that? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a long drive out west here. But, uh, yeah, no, no. I'd I'd absolutely love it. I appreciate uh, the support both you guys have done. And, and, and really, for everybody listening, uh, you know, take the opportunity to get involved, whether you get involved in Thanksgiving Heroes or, or uh, you know, St. Jude or any charity that makes a difference in your life and the lives of others. Take the opportunity because it's amazing what happens when you start to help others. I agree 100%. I think the contribution is the key to fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to live a happy life, fulfillment is where you need to be. And so I love that. Um, if you know anyone else in the community that's doing uh, great things like Bob and uh, the, the foundation, we would love to talk to them. We would love to give them a platform to get their message out. This is uh, why we do the Rest of Us podcast. And so, again, thankful for being here. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Bob. And, Always a pleasure. Uh, Thanks, guys. All right. And so we'll talk to you next time. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Rest of Us, the show that highlights those that are doing great things in their community. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and family. Give us a nice review and subscribe here below. We'd love to know your thoughts as well. We also want to thank our sponsor, the Bowen Adams Real Estate Team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home or a real estate agent looking to join the best team in the world, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or bowenadams.com. We love you guys and hope you have a great week.